All right, welcome in. I'm Alan Waddell. This is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Towns and Holmes. We're live here at K Street Seafood Station. Thank you so much for joining us. A big week for Southeastern Baseball as they were on the road for four games in the state of Alabama, opening up with a big 14-0 win over Alabama A&M on Wednesday, and then went to Auburn, the same place that Southeastern season uh, ended a year ago in the NCAA Regionals. Went over there and took two out of three from the Auburn Tigers, uh, who came into the weekend ranked 11th in the country, so certainly a big-time performance by your Southeastern baseball team. Uh, Lions have four games this week. They're going to be back at home tomorrow night. On Tuesday, they're going to take on Southern Miss right here at the pad, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Memphis. So we're right in the heat of the schedule as we're getting ready for conference play coming up here very shortly. At this time, we're going to welcome to the show the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Reiser. Coach, thanks for being here, and congratulations on a big-time week. You went three out of four, including two out of three, uh, at a top 15 ranked Auburn club over the weekend. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, good week, like you said, and, and a good day there on Saturday obviously helped that. You know, I thought we did a really good job. Uh, anytime you got a kind of a long road trip like this, you know, the back end is, is uh, imperative to be, you know, really focused and doing a good job on folks, things that you don't really normally focus on, your sleep patterns, how you're eating, uh, you know, different things to make sure that you're ready to rock and roll. And, uh, you know, we came back for a day on Monday, did the coaches show, got right back on the bus and headed to Huntsville to go play Alabama A&M there on Wednesday and, and also get after Auburn this weekend. So I thought the guys just did a good job showing a lot of maturity of, you know, how they handle themselves, you know, uh, having to travel a second week in a row after being in Jacksonville. And after, you know, we sat here on Monday, you, you saw how the disappointment we had after yeah. the way Sunday ended in that series there in Jacksonville. So uh, to be able to respond like we did, uh, I was really proud of the guys and, and, you know, just the maturity we've shown. But we've talked about that multiple times on the show is, uh, hey, man, every club's talented. You know, there's a lot of a lot of good talent out there in Division One baseball. You saw a few uh, upsets this past weekend. Columbia upset Alabama at their place as well. So, you know, there's, there's good baseball everywhere. I mean, you go and watch some of these games on ESPN Plus and uh, you look at a school like VMI, they're throwing a closer, they're throwing 96-97. So there's talent all over the country. What's the separator? And I, I think it's been our maturity so far, the way we've handled some things, the success early in the season with Lafayette and, uh, and that seven-game winning streak to start off the season and obviously the not success. You know, last week we had a disappointing week going one and three and, and obviously losing a, a, a series there at Jacksonville. Lions are currently 11-5 and five overall uh, after taking three out of four this week, uh, one against Alabama A&M, two against Auburn. And this is the first time for a Southland Conference school uh, to go on the road and take on a SEC school and take two out of three since Central Arkansas back then in 2013. So it's been ten years since the Southland Club went and took two out of three from an SEC opponent. Really? Uh, we've had success, uh, you know, back in 2010. We swept Mississippi. State, so we've done it before, but Matt, so this isn't something that happens a, a lot. You know, you go in there and 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 uh, and take two out of three from a good Auburn club that has a lot of pieces back from a year ago that went to a super regional, and uh, yep. and you know we're very. I mean, you could tell that your kids were really focused uh, this weekend. And considering that you wanted to put a better foot forward than what happened last year in the regionals, we went in there kind of shorthanded with a lot of, of our pitchers on the shelf a year ago and went yep. into the regional. I think they saw a little different club uh, this weekend that, that went in there to the Plains. Yeah, you know, 100%. You know, I thought we went in there last year and, and, and competed like we wanted to, you know, offensively. I mean, just it's tough to come back from 11 nothing first and start. Uh, but you saw we competed through the entire game and, uh, you know, really was kind of dead even for, for the other eight and a half innings of baseball. So, uh, you know, but for, for us to go in there and do what we did, I was, again, really proud of what the guys did. And, uh, you know, uh, like I told the guys Friday night um, or maybe it was Saturday, what, what we respond to Friday night didn't go the way we wanted to Friday. You know, we, we came out guns guns blazing, uh, had multiple hits there and just couldn't get the big hit there on Friday night. And, uh, you know, how we respond to that? You know, I, I told them, I said, look, no offense to the mommies and daddies and grandmas and grandpas coming. I said, look, nobody really want to go to, to Jacksonville with us, right? But everybody wants to come to Auburn. Everybody knows what that, that logo is and uh, wants to make that trip there with us and do that part of it. And said, look, all your mom and daddy's going to tell you after tonight's game, man, good job. And they're going to have pictures of you uh, next to that AU and the War Eagle and all that kind of good stuff. And that's great. That's memories for them. But from our perspective, it's a as a club and as players and coaches, uh, we're not here just to take pictures and, and say, hey, man, we played Auburn. We're here to come beat their behind. And you could tell that bus ride home on, on Friday night from the stadium back to the hotel, uh, you could tell the demeanor on the bus. You could tell that it meant a lot to the guys. They were extremely disappointed after, you know, what, what had happened last year, how much they wanted to be able to go out there and, and win a ball game and knew that they came out to shoot right, you know, there on Friday night. And then so obviously to respond like that on Saturday on a, on a long day of baseball, man. Uh, those doubleheaders are not easy yep. by any means. It takes a lot of 
focus. He could have easily got content after winning game one there. And, hey, man, we won a game at Auburn. We beat the number 11 team in the country. You know, uh, there was there was a, just a different makeup and mindset. It's, hey, man, we're here to win this daggum series, and we're going to take it back home with us to Hammond America. So proud of those guys, man, to be in that type of mindset. And, again, it just shows the maturity of our ball club. And, Matt, I think any time you go into a weekend like this against a good opponent, uh, obviously a top 15 program in, in the country, you know, you're going to face quality arms. Uh, they're going to have good stuff. And uh, you, you put up 34 hits in three games against Auburn and, yep. and, and really exploded there on Saturday as well. I thought offensively uh, this club proved – uh, what what it's made of and what it can do against anybody in the country. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, they they're without one of their arms, uh, the Gonzalez kid who was who was their returning arm from last year. He's thrown one outing, made one start, and he's got a little soreness. So they're they're holding, I think, for SEC play. But uh, plenty of really good arms there at Auburn. I mean, it's they're not in a shortage of arms by any means. And uh, yeah, like you said, the guys did a great job. You know, the the part that it, I got obviously a lot of text messages after win number one, and then. You know, obviously at the end of the doubleheader, I got even a thousand more text messages about, hey, man, great series, all that kind of good stuff. And my, my kind of common response was, yeah, good day for the Lions. You know, we got a lot to still clean up and get better at, uh, but do it while we win. And, and like you said, we had 34 hits there on the weekend, but, um, you know, had 17 runs to show for it. I mean, our offense, we want to kind of match that. If we've got 34 hits, I want 34 runs. And there's some things we got to do a better job of, uh, but at the end of the day, what you can't question and what we did a fantastic job of is competing and overcoming those situations where we didn't have success. Well, obviously, we're going to walk through every game here on our program. Again, three big wins for Southeastern this week, all in the state of Alabama. Beat Alabama A&M on Wednesday, and then took two out of three from the Auburn, Auburn Tigers over the weekend. Uh, both of the wins were on Saturday uh, against Auburn. It was a doubleheader. Lions won 8-3 to three and 8-7. to seven. And, Matt, I will ask you, you know, the end of that, that last game of the weekend, it got a little dicey there. You know, you go into the ninth with an 8-2 lead. Uh, you're able to hold on to that victory. Lance Love comes in and gets the save for you. But certainly something that's got to be cleaned up. You know, you think back to Jacksonville last weekend. Uh, you know, you're, you're, with the way your, your team is playing offensively and, and how well we're playing in all aspects of the game, you're going to have leads going yeah. into the ninth. No you got to be able to protect those. Oh, 100%. And, you know, again, uh, this week I felt like it was a little bit different than last week. Last week, we, you know, we, we gave it up late, and unfortunately it wasn't, uh, you know, what, what we wanted. But uh, this week we had a few situations happen. You know, Guth comes off in the eighth, and, uh, you know, we had planned on leaving Guth in, let him go ahead and finish it off, you know, with a save, especially once we took the 8-2 lead. And, uh, you know, he hurt his knee coming off and, and a little bit of a celebration there in the bottom of the eight. So, you know, we had to make a move. Thought it was a good move to, to go to asphalt and get him back out there. He's a guy that we are definitely going to need, and obviously he's – He's searching a little bit on some things he's got to do. He's, he's too talented and been in this program too long. It means too much to him. He's too tough to, to continue to have outings like that. So he'll get better for sure. Um, and then Spencer, man, I actually, in all honesty, I was, I was really good where Spencer was. He comes in, the base is loading nobody out, goes punch out, punch out. On the 3-2 pitch, he, he told me, he said, Coach, I tried to rear back and grab 100 and blow it by him in the game and, uh, you know, tweak that little bleak a little bit. So uh, he threw a couple more hitters there. You know, we, we kind of saw him grabbing at it, but, the, you know, maybe I should have gone out there and took a visit and talked to him beforehand as an injury timeout, not as a visit. I still want the visit if I needed it later. Um, you know, and, but, again, I mean, at the end of the day, you go to Lance Love and he finishes the thing off, get the fly ball there to center field. So, um, you know, sometimes it's not, not the prettiest way to end things. We would definitely need to get that back in cleaned up. But I thought this week was a little bit different last week where we had a couple of situations injury-wise happen that, you know, kind of put us in a little predicament there. But at the end of the day, uh, they did a good job. They finished it off. And, and the way we talk about it all the time, man, you, you don't give away runs. I don't care if it's in the first inning, you're down 3 nothing, or, hey, man, if you're up 2 nothing in the first inning, that's where, you know, I was a little upset with some of our execution. Uh, it should have been easily 3 nothing on the on the, uh, on the the push bunt there, you know, with Shea Thomas at the plate. But all those runs are so valuable. And you see why, especially in the college game, you know, um, maybe sometimes they get accused of running the score up. That's fine. They accuse me of it. It's not my job to stop our offense. It's their job to stop our offense. So uh, we're going to continue to score runs and continue to do it because in the college game, it can turn around real quick. You know, there's a lot of elements in this game, wind blowing out. Uh, you know, again, there's some error in, in amateur baseball, the, the emotions that kind of – we tell the guys always time, play with the energy, don't play emotionally, right? And there's two totally different things. At the professional game, you see it a little bit different. You know, they'll play with energy and not emotional. The college game is still young. They're still learning how to, to – uh, become a professional, not be an amateur. And, and so sometimes those things get turned around a little bit. But uh, I thought we did a good job overall, man. Again, to, they had all the momentum in the world. They had all the fist pumping going on, everything else. You bring Lance Love in there and goes boom. You know, here's the out. He gets the yep. win and the save on the day. Uh, just a fantastic job overall by our staff. No doubt about it. Lions win two out of three at Auburn over the weekend. Uh, Matt, before we go to a break, i got to ask you, uh, Tyler Frankie, he becomes the all-time uh, base-stealing champion here at, uh, at Southeastern. 
uh, as 71 was the record. He went above that this weekend, uh, and he's off to a fantastic uh, start here uh, in, in 2023. Uh, Tyler Finke uh, sitting 360 right now, a couple of home runs, 16 RBIs, uh, 17 stolen bases already. Um, this is a guy that's been a really good player for you for yep. several years now, and nice to see him going in the record books. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, very deserving of it. You know, the fastest man I've ever known. I mean, it was <laughs> we had the 3-0 count. Killingsworth hits a base hit between the six hole there, and I score Finky from second with nobody out. And that was that second game, you know, on the back end, that back end, that dugout for Auburn. I, I'm, you know, 10 feet from I can hear everything they're saying. They go, holy cow, that guy's fast. Like, yeah, no kidding. You know, he is he is blazing. Uh, you know, but now what you're seeing, you know, he's off to a good start, but you're seeing a healthy Tyler Finke. You know, I mean, if you go back and look at the COVID year, very similar start uh, to what he did in that COVID season, you know, that he's matching right now. The last two years, unfortunately, he's just he's had injuries to get through. And, you know, obviously we know what his tool is. It's explosiveness. And then that, that is in his speed, but it's also in his swing too. And anytime that lower half, you know, takes injury it takes a toll on your offense as well so you're seeing a Tyler Finke that is obviously uh, you know very directed very mature in what he's doing approach wise uh, using his speed when he needs to using his power when he needs to and uh, just having a fantastic start to the season. Just getting started here this is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Roger. let's go ahead and squeeze in our first break uh, we come back we'll have more again our show is always presented by Creighton Towns and Homes and we're live here at K Street Seafood Station we'll be right back on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, uh, presented by Creighton Towns and Homes. We're here at Kate Street Seafood Station. I want to thank everybody who came out here today. We had a packed house on the patio. We'll be doing this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock. Lions won three games this past week, all in the state of Alabama, beat Alabama A&M on Wednesday, and then took two out of three uh, from number 11th-ranked Auburn uh, the Tigers over there uh, in Auburn, Alabama over the weekend. But, Matt, we got to start with this first game as, uh, you know, kind of when you have a big weekend like that, certainly a lot of the focus is on that. But you played well on Wednesday as well. You took on Alabama A&M in, in an early start, got pushed up because of weather. I think it was 11 o'clock first pitch, a little yep. Wednesday matinee. Uh, and you knock off Alabama A&M 14 to nothing. And, you know, there's always games within the game. I know you were excited to get Jay Long back out there yeah. uh, after not his best start against uh, St. John's the, the previous week. Uh, so nice to see him go out there and have a nice performance, five innings pitch, only give up one hit uh, against Alabama A&M on Wednesday. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, you know, the <laughs> If I'm being honest, Coach Ortiz knows what I'm talking about here. This, this is probably the game that you're more nervous about than actually playing Auburn at Auburn, right? Uh, this is the trap game, you know, before you play Auburn. All the tension's obviously on Auburn. Number 11 team in the country after what we performed in the regional last year. Uh, you know, the guys are hungry for that series, and, and, and very easy to look over on Wednesday and uh, just kind of bypass what, you know, Alabama A&M doing and being at the ballpark, being in an environment, 11 o'clock game. A lot of changes, right, uh, that, that aren't very uh, routine for us. You know, it's early morning to get breakfast and go out to the BP and, uh, you know, Elm Dirt is cold. It's, it's all the elements, right, that are set up. But, you know, we talked about it uh, in, in the preseason stuff, obviously during the season as well, that that's got to be that's got to be plus one lines, you know, uh, any element that comes into play. The heat, right, as we go into May and, and June, that kind of stuff, uh, hey, man, if it's 105, great. Let them complain about it, sweat their behinds off, and uh, let it be advantage lines. If it's cold, right, let them complain about it being cold and be huddled around the heater. Let's, you know, let's, let's just make sure that that plays in our advantage. So I thought the guys did a good job of that to start out the game there on Wednesday. We got off to a good start, which was imperative. I thought uh, Jay Long uh, start was, was uh, imperative to be off to a good start there as well because, um, you know, I challenged the young man. I left him at home after the weekend uh, or after the, the midweek start there against St. John. I said, hey, you're going to stay behind home, and either we're going to start you or Hosack, one of the two, and uh, you need to ring the bell, plain and simple. I'm going to challenge you. I mean, I'm here to make you better, and you're better than what you showed against St. John with uh, how you handled some things I didn't, wasn't very uh, pleased with, and, and you got to show me a little bit more there. So uh, I thought he had some situations. You know, our offense kind of took our, took our throttle off a little bit. You know, we got off to the good start, and then in the middle innings there, we just, instead of putting the team away, we kind of let them hang around, hang around. And then you let a team like that hang around, you can look, look, look up, and you're going to find out real quickly that, you know, that you're going to be in trouble. So uh, I thought Jay Long did a fantastic job. They tried to get a few things going there in the middle innings, and, and he did what he had to do. He made some big pitches and some big moments to keep it right where it was at so that we could eventually get to the point to where, right, we got extended and got the run rule and got out of there with a 14 nothing win. So um, I thought that was really good on, on his part of it to be able to bounce back a, a, like I told the guys in the post game, uh, hey man, this is this is again a game that really uh, easy to overlook. Uh, but at the end of the day, you took care of business. Now our focus can go to Auburn for the weekend. 
Well, Matt, one thing that kind of you know jumped out to me is the fact that you're able to get some guys uh, going a little bit. You know, yeah. when you have a game like this, you know, you get up there, you have some success. I mean, Shea had three hits in this yeah. game. Uh, Killingsworth had a couple hits and an RBI in this one as well. You know, when you have those kind of performances uh, in a midweek game, it kind of can propel you into the weekend. I thought yep. we saw that, uh, you know, with, with some guys that really swung the bat uh, well on, on Wednesday. Well, and, and this was the thing, you know, it was funny because uh, Mr. Willie, our bus driver, was like, Coach, do they have any right-handers? I mean, they threw all left-handers against you guys. Uh, what Alabama and A&M did a good job of and, and you know, where we had kind of extended some games in the earlier season part of it, uh, they threw strikes. Uh, they, they forced us to put the ball in play and forced us to, to be able to run the offense and, and have to steal bags and, uh, you know, execute some things, swinging the bat. So, uh, like you said, I thought it was a good job to be able to get us in a, in a right center approach. Uh, we knew we were going to see the left-hander there on Friday night. knew we were going to see a left-hander in, in game two against Auburn. So, uh, to see all the left-handed pitch and actually prepared us really, really well to, to kind of game plan and get ready for the weekend. Like you said, those guys uh, had success. Coach Pim did a fantastic job. You know, he wasn't real pleased where we were at uh, after the Sanford game and, and after the, the, the St. John game. There were some things that he wanted to get cleaned up in our approach, and, and he did that. And he knew what we had to do there against Alabama and A&M and, and had to have success this weekend and uh, had those guys ready to rock and roll. So, yes, like you said, it was good to see some of those guys kind of come out and do what they had to do. Absolutely. On the mound, obviously, we talked about Jay Long, five innings. He got the win in this matchup, uh, struck out five, only gave up one hit in five innings. Connor Spencer, Levi Bennett, Adam Guth, and Lakin Polk also action uh, against Alabama A&M that passed on Wednesday. Lions had 11 hits, uh, 11 RBIs, did walk 10 times. I think a lot of that was late. It was uh, late, yeah. But, uh, but Southeastern, again, uh, good job offensively, put up double-digit runs for another time this season. Uh, they would then, you know, turn your attention. This was one of those trips where you you didn't come home. You know, you you, yeah. you went over there to Alabama and you just kind of a it's a like a like a pro baseball trip here. You know, you kind of go out there for the whole entire week. Uh, you played the midweek game, then you just stayed. Uh, over what, what did you do Thursday? Did you have practice somewhere? How how did get, yeah we that did we, we were fortunate enough you know we got in there Tuesday night stayed in Huntsville played Wednesday morning stayed in Huntsville Wednesday night so the guys got a little downtime you know kind of decompress a little bit work on some schoolwork because you know that's <laughs> we're in the middle classes too right so and you didn't expect it to be this early game either I mean we thought it would be one yeah it ended up being eleven yeah so. that's, that's right so you know it, it gave us a little time on the on the backside of it uh, took our time getting over to Auburn and, and getting over there and we were fortunate enough to be able to get outdoors and practice there on Thursday Mother Nature did cooperate from that. Uh, that, that circumstance, you know, we were worried that we were going to have to be indoors. So it was good to be able to move around Thursday at Auburn and kind of get out on the so ballpark. So you practiced at Auburn. Yep, we practiced at Auburn on Thursday night, stayed there in Auburn Thursday night, and then also got out from this weekend. And you're going to do that again later this year, correct? We are. So that was a good part about it. You know, we, we've got this set up again. You know, Corpus is always a, a tricky kind of travel. Uh, you know, you, you can take an eight-hour trip and turn it to 11 and a half hours if you hit Baton Rouge at the right time and, and, and Houston at the right time as well. So – uh, same thing with San Antonio. So, you know, we're going over to Corpus to open up conference play. Uh, we've got uh, Lafayette there on Wednesday night uh, going in that west direction. So we've decided that, you know, hey, man, that'd be a great spot to kind of just stay the night. We don't have to worry about Baton Rouge. We're already through it, right? And we can get the Corpus kind of in a decent hour be able to go practice down there. So I want to kind of mimic that with this trip uh, so it wouldn't be the first time going to conference right. play, you know, again, just you know, preparation-wise. And uh, I thought the guys did a really good job responding to it. And if I'll honestly look at it, I mean, it's really been since last Thursday we'd been on the road. You know, we left Thursday morning for Jacksonville, played over there, didn't get back to 1.30 in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning on Monday. Had a little quick, you know, ordeal practice session Monday, a little decompressed, a little lift, and then Tuesday morning, you know, right back on the bus, ready to rock and roll. So, uh, you know, it was a good 10-day stretch, you know, to be able to put us on the road. And, again, I just thought the guys did a really good job in the preparation of, you know, it's, it's more than just playing the game. There's so many other antics that go into it uh, that you got to make sure that's taken care of. And they did a good job, you know, being mature enough to take care of those things. Well, you go over there, you, you practice on Thursday, and you strap it up Friday night against the Auburn Tigers. Uh, you drop this one 7-1. to one. Uh, this was a tight game for for majority of the ball game, especially early. And really, the theme of this one, and I think it was even the the title in Damon's game story, was you know we slept too many guys on base. I yeah, mean, we no just doubt. could not get the big hit no offensively. We had a lot of chances on Friday night. Uh, just just couldn't get the big hit to make it happen. Yeah, I mean you're exactly right. I mean I thought we came out to shoot right. I mean you know um, I thought we had a great game plan. You know Rosevere leads off, smacks one to center field, lead off the game, and just you know let those guys know. I mean we're we're here and we mean business, and uh, you know it's. 
it's it's a it's a tough group, man. So hey, man, regardless of what the results going to be this weekend, you just better know you're in for dogfight this weekend, regardless of you know, what's going to be the outcome. So uh, I thought we did a good job with our mindset in that part of it. You know, again, I think the starter we had what seven hits off the starter and four innings. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and only struck out three times. Only struck out three times. Yeah, I mean, we we did a good job getting there and getting after him with a good approach. Just, did, just didn't get to hit with the guys in scoring position. Didn't execute a few things. So uh, the one run we did score was you know a double on the backside gap and that you know we were able to score Finky from first on and uh, you know thank God he's fast as lightning so you know he was able to come around the bases and score but I think we only had one base hit with guys in scoring position the entire night uh, we went back and looked at it and that was really the difference in the game you know we were one for I think 12 or 13 and they were four for 12 and you know the Foster kid had two of them he had the three run home run after we walked a few guys and uh, had a base hit up there in the middle of the guy at third base so I think he ended up having four RBIs on the night so you know it was really kind of a you know, hey man their guy did it and, and we didn't uh, type of situation so but it put us in a good mindset you know obviously the guys were were disappointed in, in the loss they knew they knew they came out with the right demeanor and the right makeup uh, it was good to see stoop you know stoop stuff probably wasn't back to what it had been earlier in the season uh he was sitting around the 88 89 range touching 90 here and there but that look in his eye was there again and i think that was what was so we, we talk about this stuff, right? We talk about it all the time. Hey, man, that's great. He throws 95. That's great. He's got a great slider, man. But how do you compete? That's the separator, man. You've got to be able to go out and do it when you don't feel great, when you don't have your best stuff. I mean, the reality on the mound is you're probably going to feel great once all year, right? The other times, I mean, you're going out there and not feeling your best, but you still got to go out and perform. We expect you to perform at an elite level. Uh, you know, and that goes back to that makeup and that mindset. So to see that look in Stoop's eye again, again, another young man that we challenge. Hey, man, if you want to stay on Friday night, you better start pitching like a Friday night dude. Uh, I thought he had that look back in his eye like he needed to and uh, really only got hurt on, on the couple walks you know the couple walks happened and they, they were able to score a few runs there on the double so um, you know I thought we did a good job overall you know again we came out of the bullpen we didn't pitch like we needed to other bullpen that kind of got it uh, extended there late you know uh, we had a couple walks and then they hit the three run home run so the, the walk is the, is the theme of the story right we don't walk guys we don't give up runs we walk guys we give up runs I mean it's it's, it's really that simple uh, nobody really has come in and just pounded out you know 87 hits you know St. John did in the one inning uh, where we didn't walk a ton of guys. They came out and got a few swings off. But, you know, again, you throw strikes, you, you play defense, nine times to ten, you don't give a whole lot of runs. So uh, the, the demeanor was right. I think everything was set right. The result wasn't what we wanted, but the process was there. So we just had to clean up a few things to get, you know, back in the uh, fight there on Saturday. Yeah, eight eight walks of the staff. I know that you, know, you have a hard time winning on Friday when you do that, especially against and especially in that ballpark. And you know, yeah. that's something we didn't talk about a lot. But you know, it is a unique ballpark, uh, a smaller ballpark, but it has that big left field uh, kind of a la the Green Monster up there in Boston. But it is. It's, it, a, it's a very unique ballpark, and it's set up in all honesty for cold weather. It plays small, so the the reason the ballpark's not quite as big as some other ballparks. You look at dead center. I think it's you know three ninety or whatever it is. Left field three fifteen with a big Green Monster. Um, but if they get a, a north wind, a cold front pushing through, it, it, it plays really small. It blows out. Yeah. Uh, you know, which typically, once you get April, May, and June, right, the wind's blowing in. It's a south wind, so the ballpark plays a little bit more normal. So, yeah, again, when you get free passes like that, that's not, uh, that's not something you're really excited about with a ballpark that doesn't play real, real big. And, Matt, you know, you're going to win both games on, on Saturday in the doubleheader, and we'll get to those in a moment. But I think that one thing that happened on Friday uh, that didn't happen on Saturday – was they they really pitched well out of the bullpen? We had a tough they time did. with their bullpen arms. Uh, but yep. Saturday that was a different story. But Friday night, now, now you look at it, they had to use three different bullpen arms on right. Friday night. So maybe right. that kind of sets you up for what you're able to do on Saturday. Yeah, and that's what we talked about even in the in the last inning. There's so many games inside the game, right? It's a seven-one game, and and uh, they're in the ninth inning, and they've got the side armor Armstrong in, but. Hey man, don't quit competing. Hey man, this is this is a this is a not this is just a battle of the war, right? I mean, we've got three games here. We want to be able to win the war if we if we lose the battle. So you got to keep fighting with inside the battle. Take a few more of those pitches, you know, get in the pitch count. Maybe get another guy out of the bullpen. Armstrong is we knew was one of their best guys come out of the pen. The side armor there. I mean, he's a shutdown type guy. Hey man, make it as difficult as you possibly can on him. Uh, hopefully he gets elevated, maybe to 50, 60, 70 yeah. pitches. Maybe they got to make a done. change. But he's for sure done for tomorrow. So you don't want that guy be able to come back and uh, I thought we did a little bit of that there in the ninth inning we lit him off the hook a little bit the other bullpen arm that came in originally you know threw some balls we swung in a bad 3-1 pitch really kind of let them off the hook in that situation as well so where, where we weren't very good
good on, on Friday of those guys at the bullpen. Obviously, I think was the difference for us on Saturday, man. Saturday, we get in there and we get after the bullpen guys. That are their guys. I mean, we were facing a guy 97, 98 uh, there on Saturday. I mean, it's it's not just some slop that's thrown out there. There's some real dudes. So I thought we did a much better job, again, of our demeanor of going, hey, man, um, and they, they don't think we can hit, right? So, hey, man, let's show them what we can hit. You're going to have to earn that respect. All right, well, let's talk about that big Saturday matchup uh, as the Lions took a doubleheader at Auburn to win this series against the number 11th-ranked Auburn Tigers. We'll talk about it when we come back right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Holmes, live at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. About halfway home here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Roser, presented uh, by Creighton Townsend Homes here live at K Street Seafood Station. Southeastern with a very productive week. Went three and four. I'm sorry, three and one on the weekend. Won three out of four. Uh, took Wednesday's game against Alabama A&M and then turned around and knocked off Auburn two out of three. And both of those wins were on Saturday. Ended up having to play a doubleheader Saturday. I saw a lot of games where. Were moved around in the in the southern United yeah. part of the states. Go some some Nation. either some either played doubleheaders or they played real early on Sunday. But talk about that decision. I guess you and the coaching staff with Auburn had to, to move that sucker to a doubleheader on Saturday. Yeah, it was a pretty easy decision. You know, Butch and I. I've got so much respect for Butch and, and what he does there. It, it's funny because if you go look at Auburn, you know, obviously the ballpark's gorgeous. Uh, they've got a great setup, but. I'll be honest with you, they don't have the same amenities as some of the other SECs in, 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 in their league, and uh, especially in that SEC West and what they do. You know, So, uh, you know, I, I really feel like Auburn is a very uh, blue-collar program, and this is no knock on the other SEC. I'm just kind of stating some facts from what from Butch's perspective. But, uh, man, they, they really play with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they, they play hard-nosed. They get after it. They love to compete. Uh, they know that they don't have all the best and, and the greatest in, in, in the SEC, and then they don't care. <laughs> they know that that's not part of the game. Part of the game is just playing and competing. So, uh, you know, obviously I got a lot of respect for Butch, but we, we spoke on Friday beforehand. Uh, it was a pretty clean cut clear decision no reason to go over there and just play two games you know we want to get all three in uh that's the competitive butch is and, and myself as well so uh yeah decided to do that uh we made it final friday night after the game on friday uh to make that move there was no change in the weather uh and, and obviously do that double header and obviously it was a good call i mean it rained all day there on sunday when we ever got out of the hotel all right, Matt, let's talk about uh, game two, uh, game one on Saturday uh, of the doubleheader. You got another really good start from uh, Will Kinsler. He's been outstanding all year. They hit the home run early. Uh, they led this thing three to nothing uh, going into the sixth inning, and that's really kind of when the game turned. Uh, but I guess, first of all, let's talk about Will's performance. You know, he, he went out there and beat Arkansas last yep. year over there on the road. Yep. Another nice performance by him. Uh, again, they had three runs off of him, but a quality start for Will. Yeah, a real quality start. I mean, just he, he did a fantastic job. I mean, really, in all honesty, he made one bad pitch that kind of leaked back over the plate, uh, you know, for the home run there. And uh, I just, I was really pleased with what he does, man. And, and that's the, he's the epitome of, hey, man, just pitchers can pitch. If you can pitch, if you can change speeds, locate where you want to locate, you know, multiple pitches. Uh, hey, man, Auburn's got a good offense, and they can score some runs. And uh, he did exactly what he needed to do. He kept them off balance, kept us where we need to be. Uh, you know, we, we didn't get off to the, the best to start offensively as far as, you know, our base running was, was not very good. Uh, unfortunately, we got a, you know, a few bad reads there and, and, and gave a few free outs in the first three innings. Got some guys on and just kind of kept shooting ourselves in the foot. But, you know, it only goes south if, if you quit being aggressive. And the only thing we did was turn up our aggression. And uh, those guys did a great job of, of getting in there. You know, we, we finally scored the one run. And uh, you can kind of feel it. The tide kind of changed a little bit. Uh, and I, I'll be honest with you, man. You know, Rosevere gets in there on, on also when he comes out of the bullpen. Throws one at 97, and, and Rosevere hits it like it's a changeup in the right field. I mean, he just he hammers the ball to right field there. And uh, it kind of shocked, I think, Alsop a little bit. I think it kind of shocked their, their dugout a little bit. They were kind of thinking, okay, well, we got Alsop. We got Cannon, our closer. You know, we got Isbell. I mean, we're, we're in great shape, man, to go ahead and win this series and finish this thing off. And, uh, yeah, we, we did a great job where we were not very good against the bullpen in game one. Game two, uh, we did a fantastic job of, of jumping on those guys and keeping the pressure on. You know, again, just the amount of it bats that we were having even when we weren't having success we had a lot of hard outs there uh had some you know even if we didn't have the hard out two strikes it was maybe soft contact and in, into the infield but it was you know six seven pitch at bats i mean we were really extremely 
difficult to pitch to. Did a fantastic job with our approach. Coach Pam had those guys ready to rock and roll, and we just did a did a really good job, man. And, and then obviously once you start feeling that momentum a little bit, yeah. right, we scored three in the eighth, and then, hey, man, three in the ninth there as well. Uh, you, you see, again, how imperative those all those runs are. They did a great job of just continuing to keep the pressure down and, and doing what we had to do. And, uh, you know, again, uh, you know, pitching out of the bullpen, here, here's where we got the start we needed. Now we need to finish this thing off with the bullpen we want. Uh, Lance Love comes in, two great, fantastic innings there. Hand it over to J-Rod. We extend the lead. We go ahead and let J-Rod finish it off there uh, on, on game one and go ahead and secure that win. So just a great team win, man. I thought we did a great job of, of some guys in scoring position where we'd been so bad the game before. Yeah. Had some really good at-bats and did some things that we just we needed to do and do it do it clean, and we did that there on um, game one. Yeah, let's talk about, you know, Garcia, Champ, uh, TJ. They were awesome right there. You know, five, six, seven, a lot of really great at-bats in there, yep. uh, some two-out, two-strike yep. uh, hits as well. That really kind of jump-started there in the sixth, and then we carry that over. Uh, you know, you think back to a couple of big plays, especially at the end of this matchup, um, was the, the, the play where Finky was able to slide and got overturned. You know, that was a uh, great – That's what I was getting ready to bring up. You know, it, it's crazy on Friday night we're in SEC and we had a call at third base that I wanted to review and we couldn't review um, because they didn't have replay on Friday. They had a big gymnastics thing and I guess didn't have enough personnel. You know, that's kind of hard to believe. But we didn't have a replay there on, on Friday night where Saturday we had replay. And thank God we did, right? We got the play there at the plate. Finky's in there. If you go back and watch replay, I mean, it, it's, he's safe by a lot, actually. Uh, it wasn't even a close play. So the ability to be able to go and review that, this is where replay, man, is <laughs> – in years past, you, you know, I mean, you sit in that situation, you're well, down 3-2, run up first and two outs. You know, hey, man, we go review it. We're tied now with a guy at first base, and we end up scoring two more runs in the inning. Uh, so just a, a huge turn of events there in that ball game to be able to give us that lead. and continue. It, it almost makes you think back to, you know, Southern Miss last year. Yeah, they, oh, they, yeah I mean, no Same doubt. type yeah. of play. They're you know, very similar. Very, it's bang, bang with the hands in similar. there. And, and you know, even I'll tell you, I, I, I watched a lot of these uh, the games on, on SEC uh, Network Plus. Yeah. And it was their radio guys and – they they were good. I tell yeah. you, they they were uh, they were very complimentary of your club, but they were right on all these calls as well. And you yeah. know, they were even right off the bat. Hey, you know that that guy's safe in there. And yeah. and and you're right. If that call's not made, not overturned, who knows how this game turns out? Yeah. But because it was made correctly, we were able to get a few more hits and extend our lead. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you had to play with the lineup there a little bit with some pinch hitters and some pinch runners. Clay Cook came in the game. You had to bring in Dane Watts. I want you to talk about Dane Watts's throw yeah, in the 100%. eighth. You know, they're it's five three, yeah. uh, two outs. Yep. They they had a couple of hits. Felt like they were getting a little momentum. Yep. They have a single to left field and true freshman right here from uh, from Hammond uh, throws out the. the the runner at the plate, and he couldn't have, man, he couldn't have reached out there and handed it to Grizzafi <laughs> any better, any better. Yeah, and agree. a great tag. I, that, I went to review as well, but it stood yeah. up because Grizzafi got him. Uh, but talk about that play a little bit. Big time play by a young player. Well, just uh, the full team effort on Saturday, man, and that's what it was. You know, we, we've talked about this multiple times. We have a lot of players, and, and, and there's a lot of good players in the offensive side. There's a lot of good arms that are in the bullpen and, and that are on the staff, and we've got to figure out how to mix and match different roles, and everybody's got to excel at those roles, you know, and, and do it to the best of your ability and, and keep accelerating whatever opportunities that you get. And uh, this is a prime example. You know, uh, Garcia uh, goes down, uh, you know, with, with the, the hamstring stuff. You know, he, he tweaked it last week and then really felt it on one of the base hits he had. So he, he came to me and said, Coach, man, if we – you know, I'm just being honest, and this is where the maturity, again, plays in the factors. Like, Coach, if we get in a situation where we got to run, I might, I might need somebody to run for me because I just don't know if I can do it to the ability I need to do it for us to be successful. So I said, give me one more AB, and we will. So he gave us an extra base hit there. We moved Cook into that role. You know, we pinch it for Delaney. And then we, we're going defense, right, because we're up 5-3. And Dane Watts is out there because, you know, that, <laughs> that little something gun, he ain't scared of nothing, buddy. He'll get in there, and he'll compete with the best of them. And uh, like you said, base hit there to the left field, man. He attacks the ball like he's supposed to, makes a fantastic one-hop throw like he's supposed to, and cuts the guy down to play. And if he doesn't, right, it's it's a 5-4 game. And the guy's at first base, Ty runs at first, you know, go-ahead runs at, at, at the plate, and uh, just completely changes the whole demeanor of everything we've got there. So, again, it just goes back to the amount of aggression we had in game one. One, um, to be able to respond after what happened Friday night uh, was, was fantastic to see, man. I, th I thought those guys just did a wonderful job of getting in there and, and loving competing and staying aggressive. And, you know, again, the three runs in the ninth inning, man, just that makes everything so much different. We were able to execute a few things, uh, some slashing stuff and just, you know, run the bases. Cook gets in there, I think, steals the bag, gets the third base. We get him in from third base. Just had a really, really good game there that, you know, I thought was imperative. And uh, Tyler Finke breaks the record, right? Yep. I mean, what, what a neat game to be able to do it in. 
Uh, we're playing Auburn at Auburn, right, trying to get back in this fight to get the rubber match game, you know. Uh, we've got to get a win. He steals a big bag there and, and obviously scores, you know, from second base. So just a fantastic job overall by our entire club there uh, to get that game one win there on Saturday. It certainly was. Lions bang out 14 hits. And, you know, we kind of did the hard way. I think they said uh, we had two extra base hits yeah. uh, in the game. You know, one was Finky's home run late, which kind of yeah. helped us extend that thing. And, again, we saw – we'll see in game three when we talk about that how important it is to extend. That's it. And and you were able to do that in game two uh, and win this thing eight to three in a pretty impressive fashion. 14 hits. I don't know the breakdown, but we had to have seven or eight hits in the last three innings. I mean, yeah. you know, because a lot of our hits were late uh, against their bullpen. You know, they brought in the all-sip guy, which they were really happy. I mean, which they were pumping up on the air. And yeah. I know that because he was 97, 98 miles an hour. And we turned some balls around on him. I think we got four hits in a row yep. at one point against all-sip. So the Lions knock off Auburn eight to three. And Matt, you know, it's just kind of funny how things work out and momentum of the game and just how momentum plays, especially in college athletics. Not saying you, you wouldn't have won game three uh, if that game was on Sunday, but I certainly don't think it uh, hurt that you got to turn right around and play again because you had so much momentum in that seventh, yeah. eighth, and ninth inning. Then you had to wait 40 minutes, and you got to go right back out there and do it again. And I thought we started fantastic in game three as well and doubt started creeping in their mind I think a little bit as well yeah you know it, it is two sides to the coin right I mean if you look at this how many teams have gone in this year and swept the doubleheader in SEC I mean it's it's extremely tough to do and um, but you know you again you can just tell the demeanor of the club and the guys man after the first win it wasn't all giggity like hey man we just beat Auburn and you know we got us one oh fantastic job and you know, Finky breaks the stolen base record. Actually, it was the exact opposite. When we went to post-game meeting, it's like, Coach, we got one more. We got to finish this thing off. Hey, man, this is our series. We got to take this. And, again, just the maturity of the ball club to show that kind of demeanor, you know, that shows you the expectations they have for themselves uh, and for this program and where we've gotten this program, too, is that it's not going on the road and just winning one at all, but they're excited about, hey, man, we're supposed to go win a series here, and that's their expectation. So, uh, again, you can say, like you said, hey, man, we rolled the momentum of game one right into game two. There's a lot of teams in the country, I can promise you, to be yeah. content just taking that one out of Auburn and being like, hey, man, we Good got point. one. Fantastic. Uh, instead, it was it was a hungry group. And so, yes, did we roll the momentum from game one to game two? We did, but it was because of their demeanor and how they what their expectation of themselves was. Uh, so, yeah, we got out to a good start, man, scored a couple runs. You know, I was a little upset in the first inning. Uh, we mix-executed a punt, uh, push bunt. We didn't run the bases like we should have. We left a few runs out there in game two that I should have been, you know, uh, I thought we should have just been better at running the bases and could have created a few more runs. But uh, at the end of the day, you can't take away what the way they competed and got after. So we got off that good start in that game two, man. Uh, got a few hits, you know, got some big hits, you know, uh, and, and just did a really good job of kind of setting the tone with Landry. I thought Landry did a great job, man, yeah. coming out the shoot. You know, it was 93, 94 with, with all his all-speed all all stuff, the changeup, the slider, the curveball the whole nine yards. So, um, you know, sometimes you can go again. You're excited about winning game one. You get too pumped up about game two. He was in control, man. He was driving the Ferrari down the straightway, you know, at 200 miles an hour like he's supposed to. Let's talk about a big sequence early in the game, Matt. Uh, you know, I think it was the second inning. We walked the bases loaded. Yeah. I mean, Landry, I think he went – Full count on like five hitters in a row yep. and, and lost three of them. They got on base. Uh, they had bases loaded, and really? he gets the double play ball. We got one of the first inning as well, but that double play ball, I think it almost – they were looking for something to gain the momentum back That's on right. the day. Yep. And I feel like that double play ball kind of deflated them a little bit. And I think that kind of showed a little bit there in the middle innings, and we continue to add on. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, everybody's seen the video of the if you mess around, you find out conversation, right? Uh, that was pretty much my conversation with Landry in that moment. Hey, man, you just walked the base loaded. Quit messing around or you're going to find out. You need to get the heck out of us. Uh, you know, and a few more choice words there that are individual on that mound that stay there. But uh, he did a good job. Yes, sir, I got you. I said, let's, let's, you know you're good enough to do this. Let's, let's quit messing around and get us back in the dugout. Made a great pitch there, 0-0, and then made a fantastic pitch there, 0-1. Got the double play ball. I thought our defense did a great job, man. Our, our middle uh, just did a great job attacking some balls, yeah. you know, that, that they needed to attack to turn the double plays. We had the one-step turns that we needed to at second base. Um, and just did a really good job, man, eliminating some situations. And obviously that's one of them, you know. Anytime the wall, you walk the base loaded, you don't feel excited about it. But, hey, man, uh, if you put yourself in that situation, I get yourself out of the situation. And, and obviously Landry did that. And was able to give us, you know, a, a great outing. I think he threw more pitches than anybody else, but still only threw 95 pitches in the start uh, so it was good to kind of again get through some of the ball game get through you know a solid you know five or six innings of baseball and then also be able to hand it over to to the bullpen 13 more hits uh, in game three for your offense you had five guys that had uh, had multiple hits on the game yep. Killingsworth had three 
Uh, Shea Thomas, a couple. Champ had two as well with an RBI. Connor Manola, who got the start in game three here, he had two hits as well. And Clay Cook, yeah. uh, you know, he, he filled in for Garcia there late in game two. Uh, you decided to stay with him there in game three as yeah. well. And, and he rang the bell. You know, played well in this one. We had more. Uh, we had five extra base hits in this one as well. So, yeah. uh, again, offensively, another big day, 13 hits against a good staff. And you got to their, their starter early, got him out of there, and then had some more success in the bullpen. Yeah, you know, the, the starter wasn't so slouch. I mean, it's 93, 95 with the slider and, and a changeup and and just a really good arm. And, again, I just thought we had some really, really good at bats. I mean, I go back to the to the first inning uh, on the, on this young man. You know, the, uh, he had a good changeup going. Uh, but the bat that Champ had there, man, he fouled off a tough changeup. You know, what's what's fun about running our offense is when we are doing things, they know we're going to do them, and we can still do them. Uh, I think we had first and third in the situation. They knew we were going to run, you know, Shea uh, at first base and put him in motion uh, to stay out of the double play. And, and they picked over there a few times. And, you know, we ran a few times and fouled it off a few times. And then, hey, man, we run and, and Champ squares it up after battling off a few tough pitches and, and squares up, hits the ball in right field, and there we go. We got first and third again, right, type of situation. So just, again, not only having that bats and having the hits, but the way we were having the ABs, I think, is what was really impressive, man. It was just – it was relentless pressure on, on their defense. It was relentless pressure on their arms and what we were doing. So, um, again, just kudos that they didn't take, you know, their thumb off the, the pedal there. I thought they did a great job of, you know, just – kind of keeping that pressure on. Even when we didn't have innings that we wanted, you know, and we didn't score runs, we still had a lot of hard outs and we still had tough pitches and those guys were throwing, you know, 20 pitches an inning uh, without giving up a run, which is not, you know, ideal by any means. So I just thought we did a really good job there. And, hey, man, Dane Watts gets to start as a true freshman at Auburn. You know, how about your first career start at Auburn in a rubber match to win the series? Uh, Dane Watts showed, man, hey, man, we're not scared of anybody or anything. He did a great job getting there, competing, had a few hits, uh, had a few good at-bats, and also played a good left field for us as well. Well, to say the least, the uh, the bottom of the ninth did get a little bit dicey. Lions led it eight to two, yeah. uh, win the game eight to seven. Uh, the the game actually ended where they had the bases loaded and hit a fly ball to center field. Lance Love came in, got the last out, so he got the win in game two and then got the save in game three. If you're you're listening to this on our uh, on a on a replay, just rewind to the beginning of the show. We talked about that last inning here earlier. I'm not gonna make Matt relive it, uh, but the the bottom line is the Lions uh, they win the game eight to seven. My kid I, made me relive it. Yeah, I know they got a. Uh, I, get, I, I get home, he's got it on ESPN Plus. Daddy, this is a scary moment. Uh, yeah, bud. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. I don't want to relive it all over again. A lot of Lions fans are holding their breath room. there in that in that bottom <laughs> of the ninth inning. And, you know, it's just so funny how one pitch, one play can, can change how a whole weekend feels, how mm-hmm. a whole game feels, maybe how a whole season and, and, feels. And, you know, if I'm being honest, Alan, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm glad we did it that way, to be honest with you. I mean, a- after no, – I, I know you're not, and that probably <laughs> took ten years off my life. But after that gut-wrenching loss last week and having to go through that and that bus ride home for nine hours – I was gutted. I'm not going to lie to you. I know our guys were gutted after last week. I have to go through that. So, put ourselves in a very similar situation. Not that that's ideal by any means. That's, that can be the last time we do it. I'm good with it. Um, but, you know, to be able to go through that situation again and then feel and, and see win. the success, right? right, and have the feeling of, hey, man, we just, you know, swept the doubleheader from Auburn and took the series at Auburn. So, uh, at the end of the day, man, it, it's that's the only way you, you know what you're really made of. I mean, if you get those challenges, yeah, if life is so easy, man, then, then honestly it doesn't make what you need to be in the end to, to, to get through the failures of life. So, uh, hey, man, all these little battle wounds that you kind of go through, that's, that's what makes you. I mean, I love the scars. I love the cuts. I love the wounds, man, because it shows where you've been and how you've overcome some things. So, uh, great situation there. Uh, to finish that doubleheader sweep off and, and do what we got to do. And uh, I'm, I'm glad my, my little man made me relive it again so I could see it and just, you know, take the positive out of it as well. Well, we all knew this was going to be the grinding part of the schedule, uh, three at Auburn, then Southern Miss and Memphis. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the schedule this weekend, and then we'll say goodbye right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser, presented by Creighton Townsend Holmes uh, here at Kate Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Uh, this is Inside Southeastern Baseball with head coach Matt Reiser presented by Creighton Towns and Holmes uh, here at K Street Seafood Station. I'm Alan Waddell. Thank you so much for joining us. We do this every Monday from 12 to 1 o'clock out here on the patio. I want to thank everybody who came out here today. Great crowd for us. i tell you what, man, I, I really enjoy the K Street. I'm going to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, it's been you know, great. Yeah, this, is, uh, this is kind of a last-minute deal you know, with Poorhouse selling. 
Uh, and these guys have been absolutely fantastic. We got we have a great our cool setup. little area out here. We, you know. we really do. We got the porch set up, so if it's nice and warm and you get a little breeze, it's easy to sit and sit out of the sun. But if it gets a little chilly like it is today, you got the heaters on and drop the drop the drapes down. So great food, fantastic setting. Just uh, really appreciate these yeah. guys for taking us in. We hope to see you out here for a show uh, on a Monday from 12 to 1. Come join your lunch uh, with us right here at Kate Street. Well, Matt, you had a little seven-game Road trip. Glad to be coming back home. You're going to be back at home uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock first pitch against Southern Miss. Uh, the Golden Eagles come to town. Uh, this is a club that was a super regional club a year ago. Uh, they're ranked number 25 in the country. Uh, I know you have a lot of respect for this program and, uh, and and these guys and an opportunity to get them here at our ballpark. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, just the job that Coach Barry's down there at Southern Miss, I mean, they, they've got a very similar identity. You know, they're, they're ingrained in what they do and – um, and everybody in the country knows it, man. It's, just, it's a tough club. It loves to compete and loves to get dirty and loves to get after it. And so there's a lot of similarities between the, the two clubs and that identity part of it, um, you know. And so, yeah, that opportunity to get, you know, a top 25 ball club at the patch, um, you know, it, it's, it's not easy to do in the country. Uh, so, you know, we've got a great one here tomorrow night. We've got a block party going, everything else. Yeah. So we, we need some great fan support. We need some fans to come out and support us. And uh, should be great weather. You know, we don't have to worry about the rain or anything like that. So uh, should be a great night to welcome home the boys. And I think the guys are excited about getting home, in all honesty. You know, I mean, obviously it was a good road trip to go on the road and uh, do what we did this past weekend to get through this past two weeks, like we said, the 10 days on the road that we've been. But uh, to be able to get back in our own beds and get back at, at, at the pat, man, to get back there, uh, obviously it means a lot to the guys. So they're, they're ready to defend the pat tomorrow night. Yeah, we need to see you at the ballpark. And, you know, I know look, there's, there's no secret about what, what's going on, you know, at, at this point. But uh, we've had some, some d difficulties on campus uh, with, with Internet. Uh, that, that working, I know a lot of people are working their butt off trying to get that thing corrected, but there will be no ESPN Plus or audio broadcast until it's restored. Yeah. So uh, you got to come to the ballpark. Uh, we hope to see you there uh, tomorrow night and then, again, and then obviously uh, this weekend. And uh, I mean, I don't know if you're ready to announce that yet, uh, Matt, but is, um, is it Jay Long tomorrow? Yeah. Is that who you're going to go yep. with? Yeah, we're going with the left hander, Jay Long, tomorrow night against Southern Miss. Um, you know, he's, he, he, Earned himself another start out there. I thought he was fantastic in his outing last week. And, again, you can kind of look at the opponents. Ah, well, it's just, you know, who you play, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there were some moments in there he made some big pitches and did what he's supposed to. So, you know, I'm ready to see him uh, against these guys. I, th I think he's ready for the moment to go out there and, and do what we got to do, uh, get us off to a good start. And, then, you know, there's some bullpen guys we got to get in there. You know, we want to get this back end figured out for sure, 100%, uh, and nail some things down before commerce play. And uh, the offense needs to keep riding the momentum of, of what we've been kind of doing the last, you know, uh, couple games here. So we need to do a good job tomorrow with the approach because, you know, Southern Miss is always going to be able to pitch it, man. That was – I don't know, the top three staffs in the country last year. Yeah. They got a few guys back from that staff. They got a few new guys in there too. But, you know, uh, uh, Ostrander does a fantastic job with that pitching staff. And, then, you know, they're always going to be ready to come in and pitch it as well. So uh, a great opportunity for us tomorrow night to be able to, to continue to challenge ourselves. Like you said, and this is kind of the stretch that we looked at in the, in the schedule going on. We had Auburn and, and had Southern Miss and obviously Memphis coming this weekend. That You know, we got we to gotta be focused and, and play good baseball and so we can have some success. And so uh, we'll look forward to doing that again tomorrow night with Jay Long starting on the bump. Then Memphis comes in here this weekend. Uh, our normal start time, 6 o'clock Friday, 2 Saturday, 1 Sunday. Make sure you pay attention to the weather. I do think that it, there could be a potential some some weather on Friday. Hopefully it's going to come in. Yeah. Uh, I hear the, the, train the train is, is, is big, and we're going to try to go through here as we just have a couple of minutes left to go here on our show. <laughs> but, uh, Matt, I guess tell us about Memphis. You know, this is a club they got off to a good start. They're in a little bit of a funk, though, right now. They're 8-8. Eight and eight. They've lost six in a row. They're going to play Little Rock yeah. uh, tomorrow night, I believe. Yeah, tomorrow night, and then they're going to come down here. I know they have some good arms, though, uh, for the Memphis Tigers. You hear that train right there? It's, there it's, it it's not too bad. No, that's let good. That, let that horn get by us. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I mean, you're right. Uh, Memphis got off to a great start. Uh, I think they won seven of the first eight, and obviously they've struggled the last two weekends. And, uh, you know, but don't, don't take them lightly by any means. I mean, they've got they've got some really good arms. You know how baseball is, man. Yep. You brought a few guys out. They have the night they need to. They keep you at bay. A call goes your way, a bounce goes your way, and all of a sudden, you know, you're in a tight game. So uh, Memphis has, has got a good club. You know, I mean, they're going to do a good job. Coach Carrick is the first-year head coach there. He's won everywhere he's been. You know, he continues to, to move around a little bit, but every time he's taken a job or gone somewhere, turned Southern around, 
uh, on the back end of, of, of Coach Kadar there and did a great job of getting them back in regionals and then, uh, you know, what he did in Missouri and, and a few different places. So uh, Carrick's back in there. They're, you know, they're going to compete. You know, they're going to get after it. Again, they've got a few good arms. So, you know, it, it'll be up to us to continue to focus on tomorrow night. You know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I want to make sure we take care of business tomorrow, being back at the pat. But we got to defend the pat this weekend, too, and play some good baseball as well. Absolutely. So, again, tomorrow night, Southern Miss here in Hammond. Uh, the Golden Eagles will take on Southeastern then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Memphis, uh, full day on Friday. I want to, want to congratulate Coach Ella Gazzardo and her women's basketball team Absolutely. for winning the conference championship, and they're going to be playing in the big dance. They're a 15 seed. They're going to take on Iowa. I think it's a. I think I saw it at 11 o'clock uh, on Friday. Is it 3 o'clock? Okay, I'm sorry. They, 3 o'clock. I'm sorry. 3 o'clock on Friday. So watch that game, then roll right into the ballpark uh, as your Southeastern Lions will take on Memphis over the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, it'd be fantastic the opportunity to see those guys. Congratulations to them, man. I mean, what Coach Gazzardo and her staff and their kids have done is just uh, a, a remarkable job of rebuilding the program. They literally have built from the ground up, uh, and she knew it. I mean, she, she, she knew she was doing it right. We knew she was doing it right. She knew she would get it to that point. So uh, they need to go enjoy that big dance and go have fun with it uh, there on Friday against Iowa. Um, you know, a couple of things from the weekend, man, that I, I want to make sure I, I make mention of. Obviously, congratulations to, to Tyler Finke. Uh, with him breaking that stolen base record, I know we've mentioned it a few times, but man, that's no easy task by any no. means. Uh, it's a young man that trusted us in his recruiting process. We we talk about identity, you know, a lot in our recruiting process and about being the right fit. Sometimes it's not, it's not the logo. It's 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 just where you're at, who you're with, and you know, make sure that those two match up uh, correctly. And, and we were very fortunate to get Finky and, and be in this program and do what he did. So congratulations to him. And like I said, man, now on to the single season record too. I want to put him on both sides of that record book with the stolen bases. So. Uh, you know, uh, and kind of a kind of a, a stat that you know it's kind of going away a little bit. You know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of people are stealing bases like they used yeah. to with all these analytics and all this stuff. But yeah. you know, it's still such a major part of the game if you can execute it. Yeah, absolutely, and and especially you know what he's turned his game into, and just again off to a great start, man. Glad, glad glad to see him healthy. I mean, you get to see what Tyler Finky really is when he's healthy, and on all aspects of it. You know, what kind of defender he is in center field, what kind of base runner he is, but what kind of hitter he is as well when he's healthy and doing what he's got to do. So uh, I was just really proud of our, our upperclassmen this weekend. I thought Champ Artigues probably had you know the, yeah, the best weekend. weekend of his career this weekend I thought he was absolutely dialed in and what he did had some really big moments you know he did in the two-hole force he did in the six-hole force the seven-hole the five-hole force moved all around uh, had the ABs that we needed and, and, and do what we needed to do and then we had some guys gutted out you know I mean you know what Garcia did with the the hamstring you know um, you know even Manola to finish off there on, on the game two there on, on uh, Saturday after not having a very good night Friday night had a couple hits there just the resilience of, of some of the guys in our in our program man it was really 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 good to see but in the same sense man they're again yeah hey man we enjoyed the weekend um great day for the lions to, to be able to sweep auburn you know uh one of the biggest series ones we've had in program history to, to go into number 11 i was kind of looking through the record book here i think that's the highest ranked opponent i've had uh we've we've played in the last 20 years and taken a series from so uh proud of those guys to be able to do that but again just their demeanors like hey man that's great coach but it's one weekend it's a long year i mean we got a lot more to prove and a lot more to do and that's just kind of the expectation and so to see that to, to have those guys in that mindset I think it's fantastic because that's what championship ball clubs are made of. You know, that's what uh, if you want to be able to do it, you got to be able to do it consistently day in and day out, not just have a weekend here or there or have a game here or there. Um, and, and it was a little bit different than when we beat Ole Miss last year. You know, when we beat Ole Miss last year, I, I think our guys got really excited and thought, oh, man, well, it's just a different demeanor. Uh, we beat Auburn. It was kind of like, oh, man. All right, that's what we're supposed to do. Now on the next one. Who we got next? We got Southern Miss on Tuesday night. Coach, let's go get them. Let's be what it is. We'll enjoy the ride home tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, get back to work on Monday, and then let's get back after this week. So just really good to see all of our guys and, and really impressed by what they've done. That's the head baseball coach of your Southeastern Lions, Coach Matt Roger, and that's going to do it for us. We hope to see you at the ballpark all week, Tuesday night against Southern Miss, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday against Memphis. You'll also notice some construction has begun taking place over at the Pat. You'll get to see some of those new improvements that are coming very shortly here to Southeastern Baseball. For Coach Matt Reiser, I'm Alan Waddell. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Southeastern Baseball with Matt Reiser presented by Creighton Towns and Homes live at K Street Seafood Station on the Southeastern Sports Radio Network. Line up, everybody.